Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode features a special guest from Kinsall Timber Systems. The South Couch and Valley Company's portfolio includes the Malahat Skywalk, as well as mass timber offices for Google and YouTube down in the United States. Our conversation covers the company's early beginnings, the owner's unique entrepreneurial journey, and a whole lot more. Our conversation starts now. My name is Mike Marshall. I'm um, one of the founders of Kinsall Timber Systems and serve as the um, chief executive officer of a, of a business that is approximately 40 people. So that, you know, that really translates to, um, I do a lot of different things for the business and, and have since its inception. So predominantly my role, I share the executive leadership of the business with my partner, Steve Stevenson. And then individually, we additionally, I serve the, the sort of market-facing arm of our business, making sure that we've got work and that we've got good presence in the industry. And my partner, Steve, is, is really sort of the operations arm, delivering what we sell. Well, Mike, I appreciate you sharing that. I've been excited to have you on. The projects that I've seen you build from your site, and especially the Malahat Skywalk, are kind of these world-class uh, projects. So I'm excited to dig into this with you. As you look back kind of in the past year or so, um, are there a couple of key highlights that stick out uh, to you? You know, obviously we're, we're, we're in 2022 now, but any kind of projects could be the Malahat one, key new hires, some process changes you've made that, that kind of stick out? Uh, for sure. I, I, you know, we've, we've had the really good fortune of having a lot of success in our first five years. And, and so I think that gives us a lot of candidates to talk about, but for sure, you know, the Malahat Skywalk stands out as a really iconic projects that come along and, and takes up a lot of your organization's capacity and bandwidth. And it really pushes you to, and in some cases beyond your, your limits uh, as an organization. And, and so, you know, we were involved in that project for, for several years, right from its concept creation to ribbon cutting and opening day. And that was a journey. A lot of growth happened in that, and and certainly it's a it's a really neat prize to have on our resume. There's another one too that I that I I'd be remiss if we we didn't talk about, and that's the first mass timber building for Google, and it's their executive headquarters in Silicon Valley. And Kinsall was selected to be the mass timber builder for that project. We finished that work in late May, early June, 2021. And I've had really great success come out of that one. Um, you know, that, that's, that's pushing our U.S. operation pretty aggressively. Wow, that is wild. I did not know that that was on the portfolio. When you mentioned the U.S. side of things, is that kind of a priority growth area for you? Or is that just kind of hap- come by happenstance and now you're there? Well, yeah, in, in full disclosure, I'm an American myself. So okay. <laughs> uh, for, for your listeners, um, uh, you know, I mean, the American market is one that is, uh, of course, uh, dear to my heart. I came to Canada 15 or 16 years ago to work on the speed skating oval and we stuck. We love my family and I just absolutely love being here. But I've always got an eye to to the market south of the border, not just because that's home for me originally, but 
it's undeniably a significant market, right? And and one that's uh, the, that the Canadian market is 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 quite dependent upon in some cases. So you know, it, it is by happenstance that we're actually there doing work. But the success that we had on the on the Google project has resulted in us having three more Google projects. I leave in eight weeks to head down there. We've got three more we'll be building between March and November. And then beyond that, we've just won the YouTube headquarters as well. And that project is just so, so big. The, the, the timber structure is 404,000 square feet. Um, just a massive, massive timber building. And, and so it's almost not by intention or strategic plan that we were growing that operation. But in some ways, we are being dragged into growth by our by our clients. Uh, and it, it is more that than it is this super strategic and ambitious plan to grow. Is there something that sticks out to you that's really driven your success? And one of the things we hear a lot about is kind of the, the people, you know, the culture, that kind of stuff. Would that be kind of similar for you? Or is there anything else that sticks out? Yeah, I mean, for sure, our organization, our people are, are talented. Our culture is strong. Uh, and those things are contributing factors, significant contributing factors to our success. But the thing that we cannot deny or get away from is the fact that we at Kinsall and, and those of us, you know, in, in the mass timber market, you know, we are enjoying a, a renaissance of, of timber design and construction. And, you know, it, it quite frankly is, is fueling our success almost in spite of us, uh, you, you know, that, that we kind of have, don't have an option, but to serve the market. Now we, we are, we are talented and a good performing team. And so that facilitates our continued success and our ability to grow. Had we not those things, of course, we would fall on our face and, and, and not be able to seize the opportunity. But that opportunity is, is one we just every day feel super grateful to have to bring our talents to. You've talked about the additional Google projects, the YouTube projects. Is there anything else you want to highlight that's coming up uh, later this year? Do you have a physical U.S. location? Uh, no, but we, we absolutely are. We're about ready to make our first strategic hire there, which is a senior management position. We've got another senior manager's position that we expect to fill on the heels of that within a few months. And back here on this side of the border, what we're about ready to do is embark on the recruitment of a, an operations manager for our Canadian uh, division. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's getting ready to go live and that'll be a very, very important strategic hire for, for us that will liberate my business partner, Steve Stevenson and myself, get us out of the weeds a little bit, let us step up and, and take the long view on the opportunity and, and really get selective and strategic about how we grow and less just reactive to the phone and to the emails because we very easily could allow ourselves to get dragged around pretty quickly. One of the things that is, I mean, it's in headlines pretty much everywhere you look is the global supply chain challenges. I'm wondering if that has thrown you guys off any of your projects at all, or if because, you know, the mass timber is coming from BC, if that's taken some of the pressure off there. Well, I would say that for sure we felt the impacts. Uh, it has certainly put some upward pressure on the domestic suppliers here. Um, and that, of course, translates through us to our clients. And 
we definitely have felt that in a tangible way if we go back mm, a year or maybe 18 months. But by and large, the entire economy has had to find a way to absorb those impacts. And so almost in kind of an inverse way where a rising tide rises, uh, lifts all boats, well, it lifts all prices. And so as our price increases, so too do the other primary building materials as well. And it isn't necessarily local to just to, to timber. But uh, I do just want to highlight one project where it really it bit us pretty good. And th- this is the North Cowichan RCMP detachment. This is a contract. Uh, the, the design was a mass timber design. Kinsall had the contract to, to build, to supply and build that, that structure. And it was, it, it was a unique mass timber design. It was using a product called nail laminated timber, whereby we can use pretty readily available dimensional lumber to build mass timber panels, as opposed to going to a highly engineered cross laminated glued from a factory uh, mass timber product. What that allowed us to do was use local labor, locally grown, locally harvested, locally dried lumber, island grown lumber, and build a mass timber building right here, just in north of Duncan. And the cost increase of lumber that happened, we're in, it, we're in an increase right now, but, but it happened a year and a half ago as well. That price increase added about a million bucks to, uh, to that scope of work. And that was a reach too high, I think, for the client to, to absorb. And so they moved to a steel design. My personal opinion on that is that it's, it's, it's quite short-sighted because it, it did miss that opportunity to really lead by example and, and be the voice for all kinds of socioeconomic, environmental declarations by a municipality, you know, about where we place our values. And we opted to go the cheap route. And, and, um, you know, rather than take that opportunity to make the declaration. That's easy thing for me to say. I didn't have to write that check. So, you know, um, that, that kind of is what it is, but um, that, that's just my take on it. Within, it would, I guess, the mass timber side of things, are there advances in building technology or maybe even like coatings to preserve the wood in a different way that kind of stick out to you um, that you can kind of, that you're adding to your business in the coming year? Or is there just kind of a standard that exists and that's kind of good enough as, as is? I think maybe to just to put it all into context, the product that we're, ta- we're we're talking about, whether there are advancements to or not, is in itself an advancement. So I think that's super important to to keep in the back of our minds that you know cross laminated timber and 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 which is predominantly the mass timber. Uh, mass timber is a group of products of which global sales are something in the realm of like 93% heavy to, to cross laminated timber. So when we talk about mass timber, we're really talking about cross laminated timber. Cross laminated timber has been in Europe for about 30 years, but in North America, you know, it's only been being built with for 10 maybe, and, and really only seriously in a commercial scale in the last three years, you know, where, where there are lots of projects being brought to market. So, so the product in itself is an innovation, um, and and we we wrestle with that every day with with clients and in, in helping them to overcome the learning 
that they need to get comfortable with building with mass timber. So once you've sort of overcome the fact that that is, is already an innovation, there are absolutely innovations happening in mass timber uh, every day from builders like Kinsall, from uh, manufacturers, the designers, you know, architects and engineers using it differently, using it in, in elevator cores or in stair cores and using this material to become the, the, the lateral, the seismic components, which, which is, is quite unusual. There's loads of developments and, and uh, we certainly love working with those advancements because it keeps, keeps the work quite interesting. But predominantly, what, what really the, the market needed and, and CLT is a good answer to is just real simple construction, post, beam, plate, all in timber and just rinse and repeat. And that becomes a way of economically using timber, um, you know, as a, as a substitute building material to some of the more environmentally harmful building materials that are out there. I want to jump back a little bit into the uh, building your business. And again, you've touched on, this is roughly at the five-year anniversary. I wonder if you can kind of give me the brief overview of how you decided to step out on your own and, and build this business with your partner there. <laughs> well, I, what's the, the saying goes, um, necessity is the mother of invention. Is that the, is that the saying? Something that sounds, like that? sounds close. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, that's, that's really it. I didn't, I, I didn't arrive here like maybe some business owners or leaders and, you know, some dramatic stroke of courage and confidence. I had a job and, and I was a minority shareholder in a, in a small timber framing company. That timber framing company had a, a great collection of talented people, but it suffered a, a, a mortal wound uh, financially uh, during the 2016 Fort McMurray fire. And the, the company struggled to stay afloat for a little bit, but ultimately rolled up its sidewalks in early 2017. And that became the, the need, the necessity. And, and so, you know, I really, at that point, I mean, I always sort of envisioned myself doing my own thing and having my own business, but unless life provokes you, at least me, um, you know, you maybe just sort of um, stay comfortable. Um, and so I didn't have that luxury and I had to do something. And so it just felt like the right time. And I was, I had the right people around me. I found good people to join me. The team that was there was turnkey ready. And, you know, I knew having spent my entire career in this industry, I knew that this group of people represented something special to the industry. They, they, as it was dramatically growing, the industry, there was this talented group of people that was about ready to be divided by 40 and sent out into the market to work for 40 different people. And the capacity or the punch that it had in the market would be watered down by that much. And so it just, it just felt right um, is, is really it. And, you know, just opportunity struck. When you look back, and I guess, Contrasting where you started with where you're at now, was there a challenge uh, that really stuck out to you when you first got going? Maybe it was grabbing the first client to kind of where you're at now, which is trying to get, like you said, get out of the weeds a little bit. Yeah, it was, um, I, I guess, primarily was trusting myself. And then, and then second to that, it was convincing other people to trust me or trust us. And it's like you say, it's the prospective employees 
you know, I mean, there, there were 40 guys standing there that had just been dislocated. Why go back to work for, you know, for Mike and Steve? Clients, like terrifying experience for clients midstream. So, you know, we didn't bring them all back. Some of them, it was, you know, it was a, it was a bridge too far. But some, you know, we had really strong relationships with and, and some were willing to take a gamble with us, you know, to come out of a business that just had failed. You know, you got some uphill work to do. Was there a moment, I guess, maybe after that challenge, you sort of built work to build that credibility with your clients and your staff, um, but sort of an I made it moment or kind of like, okay, we've got, you know, enough momentum or critical mass where, okay, this is going to go? Uh, no, and I and, uh, hope never to arrive at that moment, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, no, I literally still wake up with, um, you know, terror around existential threats. And I have had enough mentorship over my career to know that, you know, yesterday means nothing. Today is the only thing that matters. And if you take your eye off the ball, you're going to strike out. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and just the kind of person I am, I don't think I could ever get super comfortable or, or super confident in my own success that, uh, that I thought I could just sort of gear down and, and hit cruise control. As you kind of look forward, we may have covered this a little bit already, but kind of where do you see the next, the business going in the next couple of years? You mentioned a U.S. hire. There's the, the projects with Alphabet, I guess it would be, is the parent there. And Yeah, well, I think the domestic side, the Canadian side of the business has got to double. And part of supporting that is, you know, is us bringing on this, this new operations manager here on the Canadian side. We're about ready to break ground on building our new shop, which we expect to be move in ready towards the end of the year. You know, but we really, to, to respond to and capture our cut of the market, like we got a double in size here. So, you know, that looks something like 20 to 25 new full-time living wage jobs. So this is something that I haven't really said, uh, spoken to much, but Kinsall is a living wage certified employer and has been maybe a year and a bit after we started the company. It was a super priority for us. Um, even as a new company, we wanted to demonstrate that as a commitment. And we did. And as we grow, we're bolting on more and more living wage jobs, um, you know, here in the South Couch Valley. And on the American side of the, of the business, yeah, like this one, I can't even imagine where that thing is going to go. Like, you know, we're dealing with the highest profile clients out there. Um, they're doing some of the most exciting stuff with Mass Timber and the size of their projects are just just massive by scale, by, you know, by comparison to the, to the size of the projects we're doing here, you know, that, that project, we just got to get the the leadership team in place. And that thing I think is just going to really be a fantastic success. Curious about if you have a belief about why you've been successful as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I do think that there's something unique about me and I don't necessarily think that it's, it's my business acumen. I think it has more to do. Uh, look, I, I'm, I was born into the industry. My, you know, my father was a logger. His father worked in the logging industry. His father, so my great grandfather was uh, was an inventor and had three patents on engineered wood products in 1918. And unfortunately, he was way ahead of his time. So you know, like we we didn't enjoy the financial benefits of that. But I don't come to the industry as a business person you know, looking for a way to, 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 to make a living. 
yes, I know a lot of stuff about our materials, about building uh, methodologies, but lots of people can say that. So that isn't necessarily unique and, and doesn't really support the success that we've had. I think what does is that our clients really see the authentic passion that I bring. And that is not of my own doing. That is like, I, it is in my blood. It's, it's part of my DNA. And, and so I arrive at the, the skills that I've learned, the skills and abilities that I've learned over, over the course of my career with, you know, with, with an innate interest and curiosity and love for the industry and the material timber. If you observe yourself and when you started the business to where you're at now, has your approach to management evolved or changed at all? It, it absolutely has. And, and I think I've got a fair bit softer. You know, early in my career, I cut my teeth on the operations side of the business. And in doing so, you sort of grow up thinking that there's a way to be a supervisor or a leader. And so I bore a lot of those kind of those characteristics, a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more domineering. And I, I'm a small guy, so that, that's, a, that's a hard job, to be honest with you. Um, but you, you take on that persona of, you know, of a, of a, of a uh, boss, you know, in, from a bygone era. And, you know, just through growing up and maturing and, and educating myself around leadership, you know, that you start to, you start to push that stuff to the side. And if anything, I would say, perhaps I've, I've sort of overshot the migration to the empathetic side of the, to the scale. And that's where I, I really lean on and value my business partner, Steve, you know, he, he runs the operation and, and you do need a healthy tension within an organization that, that really clearly identifies performance metrics and, and manages towards them. And, and that's where Steve, you know, he's just, he's uh, golden at that. And, uh, and I deeply appreciate that he takes that on so that I can look like the nice one. <laughs> <laughs> that's great to see. Um, what is your favorite book? It's um, a journey to the East. It's by um, Herman Hess. I did a master's degree in organizational leadership. It was a, just a small, I don't know, hundred page book very influential in, in my worldview, my mental shift about how I am a leader and how I behave in the world. Pretty important book. Best personal advice that you've received? Uh, it's from a guy called Angus Beattie. He's a VP of some sort at Omicron. Oh my goodness. Uh, the, the construction company called Omicron, not, not the pandemic. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Angus Beatty was an important mentor in my life. And, and he said to me and beat it into me, progress is a line through a list. And if you just, man, you just wake up every day, there's stuff to do every day. And, and progress looks like you're getting each one of those things done one by one. Powerful. I love that. Uh, app or software you can't live without. And we're trying to prevent answers related to email and the Microsoft Office suite. Fair enough. I, you know, the, like Jamie and my staff will probably laugh at any answer I give to this because I, I'm, I'm technologically capable, but I just am so disinterested in it. Um, I would have to say Slack. Uh, that is, that's a messaging platform that we use within the business. And yeah, it's a useful tool. Uh, and then favorite restaurant on Vancouver Island. I'm a big fan of the, the food and the good folks over at um, Bridgman's Bistro in Mill Bay. 
we frequent them and they're pretty great folks and good food. Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you.